Welcome to a new episode of Craft Beer Conversations, where the beer and the conversation are always on me. The craft beer world is always changing. That's true in the styles offered, the brewing methods, and even the way we buy our beer. Say you're having some friends over, you're watching the game, and <gasps> the horror. You're out of beer. Well, if you live in the right spot, Hop Runner will beat Johnny on the spot, delivering craft beer to your door. I sat down with Michael Groby, the owner of Hop Runner, to learn about how it works. And while it's simple for the customer, it's a little more complicated on the back end. Michael and I hung out at Brew Detroit's Corktown Tap Room to hash it out. How did Hop Runner come to be? And I have to wonder if is this a pandemic idea? So it was, um, I practiced law for 16 years. Uh, I did private practice and then I was in house, uh, I was in house lawyer and decided I needed a break. So to spend a little bit more time with my kids and my family. Um, so I left uh, my in house job in November of 19, thinking I wanted to do something else, um, something that would allow me a little bit more free time. I really like beer. Uh, as, as a lawyer, we have a lot of experience with beer. Um, so um, I just, started looking into uh, a potential business and a delivery service and started doing my homework and, and researching possible names and things like that and the licensing process and had to figure all that out. Uh, hopefully it helped that I was a lawyer that I could w work through some of that. And then just um, once I started getting the process, um, get the, got the license in place, um, then we, we started in October of, of 2020. So I, I don't, I don't want to be coy, but was it... The pandemic was not lucky for anybody, but obviously it changed the way people shopped. Absolutely. So timing for you was was good in the sense that if there was going to be something out of the pandemic that could have made anybody's life better, the way people shopped helped your business at least be more needed. Absolutely. Uh, it would have been helpful if I could have gotten my license a little bit quicker. That process took um, a number of months. So I, I applied in March of 2020, but didn't get my license till almost August. So it took a while for that that would have been that would have been perfect timing but yeah that the pandemic definitely helped um to increase the delivery numbers so look this is a simple question and, and maybe the answer is not simple but like what's the business model here how does this work and i, I know how it works on my end sure I went to your website I, I can order i can look but like on your end let's say i i pick x y and z like now what happens so I would get notification of the order and also the store that I work with. Because as a third-party facilitator service, which is what HopRunner is, we have to partner with some type of, of business. Um, typically, it's a it's a grocery store or a beer store. I happen to partner with Off the Wagon and Clawson um, because I think they have one of the best beer selections in my area. And I wanted a store that was close to my house in Birmingham just so it wouldn't take me that long to get there and it wouldn't in my delivery areas within... 15 minutes of, of that beer store as well, just so customers aren't going to have to wait hours and hours to get their beer. So I would, they, I would get the order, the, the store would get the order, I drive over to the store, they, depending on the time of day, they may have it already picked uh, and waiting for me in the cooler, or I might go do it if it's a late night thing where they don't have a lot of help, um, then I would go do it and then I would deliver. And then you talk about licensing, like what do you have to have to be able to do this? I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on TV, but if, if I'm going to drive Uber or if I'm going to do DoorDash, it's one thing. But anytime you involve sale, moving vehicle, and alcohol, especially in a third-party door-to-door, the government goes, wait a second, I, we don't like any of this. Right. And so what did you have to go through to make it so that you were able to do that? So I think the law passed in 2017 that allowed for what they call a third-party facilitator service. 
And under that, you basically have to go through and get a liquor license like you would any other liquor license. You have to go through the background check. Um, you have to be investigated by the Liquor Control Commission. Um, they have to approve you, and you have to get the license. So you have, sorry, you have a physical liquor license. I have a physical liquor like license. This, like the building we're sitting right now. Correct. Okay. I have one in my house. It's a piece of paper that says, here's your third-party facilitator That's license. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So without... Like, how do you, without your own facility, how do you track what's available? Do you just do it straight through them? Because my thought, I didn't know what the, I thought you had a warehouse. I, I didn't know, I didn't know at all. I was curious. But I thought for some reason that maybe you would go to, like DoorDash. It's not just McDonald's. I can get anything from anywhere, right? Right. But I know that that would be too complicated, but I didn't know if it was just one place or not. So how do you is, – is their inventory your inventory and, and vice versa? Essentially, kind of what you were talking about, the being able to go anywhere, that was my thought initially when I was trying to figure out what to do. And, and as I've researched and talked to other attorneys that have, have um, advised people on the third-party facilitator service and going through the actual investigation process and ask and talking with the investigators and saying, this is what my plan was. Because I initially wanted to just be able to say, hey, you give me the money, I'll go and find it wherever wherever I can yeah. find it, cheapest price, and then I'll get it for you. That's not the way the license works. I actually have to have a relationship with the store. So to get back to your point about inventory, so it's essentially whatever that whatever is there, that's what I can deliver. Um, I don't have everything that's on the store because the store has over a thousand different beers. Um, I focus on craft beers. Um, right now, I've probably got a little over 400 different craft beers, and that that uh, that inventory changes weekly. Things go, um, things sell out. Things um, come in. Like for instance, I was there today, um, just checking out what was new coming in. Um, and depending on what time I go, there may, it may have already come in or it may not. So to, I'm going to have to go back tomorrow um, because one of the trucks hadn't come in yet. And then I'll add anywhere between uh, a dozen to, I mean, I think the busiest week I've had is like 35 different beers that I've had to add. How, okay. Then, so then that leads me to this then. If you're not just straight taking, and I don't mean that in a negative way, if you're not just taking what they have and offering that, how do you decide what, they, what to offer? You said it's craft, obviously, but if, if they have as many beers as you say you're you're leaving some out and so i'm just curious like what your thought process is and what you offer and why i mean i think a lot of it is what do i think people are going to like what's popular um the styles i can't like right now they have probably 50 different oktoberfests i'm probably not going to put all 50 different oktoberfests or you know 25 different pumpkin beers I kind of use some of my experience and just kind of, I, I know what brands I like and what brands tend to be popular. Um, so it's, it's kind of my choosing of what I want to put on. How did you, how did you get into beer? Obviously, this is something, again, I'll go back to DoorDash. I could just start driving DoorDash right now. Mm -hmm. I have a car. I have a smartphone. Let's go, right? Right. But with this, you obviously have... An interest in I don't have to have an interest in in to go to drive DoorDash right, but for you what you're doing this is a this is a full on business. It's not it's not um, like a side hustle gig whatever. And so I, I wonder like what your introduction to beer was. And my dad's a lawyer too, but if it was him, it would be vodka martinis. So I, you know I just I wonder. 
So I think my first introduction to craft beer was I had a friend uh, in my hometown, and his parents used to be homebrewers. So they would have, they had a cherry wheat that was probably the best one that they produced, and they also had a Mexican lager, which was... Like real homebrewers. Home, real, yeah, straight yeah, up yeah, homebrewers. Like, like they, and so, and then when I went to college, um, I, we had obviously Oberon, uh, but we had Oberon um, Dominic's in Ann Arbor, which is right across the street from the law school. You'd have either a mason jar of sangria, which I'm not a big fan of wine, uh, or you'd have, you get Oberon. So, and that was kind of the more of my introduction past of like the blue moons of the world and things like that to more like actual craft beer. And then, so, you know, another thing I'm curious and, and the answer for this would be different no matter who I asked. I know that, but I talked to a lot of people, a lot of people and it's different. The younger people, you can come up doing this now, whether it's brewing, owning a pub, whatever kids can, kids are starting right out the gate. But most of the people that I talked to that have been doing this for a while did something else first, but no matter what path, a lot of them were in IT. I meet scientists, people that did chemistry, things like that, lawyers. What is it about beer? Everybody, for you at least, because everybody seems to, it's like it all funnels into one spot. I know not everybody that changes careers starts doing something with beer, but it happens a lot. So I, um, going back to a little bit how I, how I like got into craft yeah. beer, I host a party or I have an Oktoberfest party that I started back in 2015. And it's not really an Oktoberfest, it's more of a celebration of craft beer. And I really enjoyed going out and finding stuff and cra- crafting a list of beers that I thought, hey, I think people are gonna really like these. I like them, I think other people are gonna like those. I, I've done that now, I just had my last one um, last weekend. Oh, we missed it. We missed it. <laughs> um, but it's just one of those things where I used to have to drive to Chicago, um, I've gotten beers from Vermont. This last one, I, I brought back beers in my suitcase from Cal- a recent trip to California. So it's it's just, it was one of those things where I liked picking out beers and I also liked people enjoying them and I liked being able to make recommendations and things like that. It was just, a, this, this business kind of allowed me to do both. So, like, this has happened twice now in this conversation. You said homebrewers, but then you meant, like, super homebrewers. I mean, they're making – I don't know how many people – and I don't know how old you are, but old enough to where not many people were making Mexican lagers in their mm-hmm. basement, right? I, I know right. that's true. And and then the the – how many – I know part of it is just because it's fun for you too, but, I mean, the dedication to I am having a party, you want to go to Chicago with me to get beer, I mean, that's not nothing. No, it, but it's it's one of those things. I like doing it. I like being that host. I like being able to say, "Hey, this is great stuff." You may have not have tried it before, and that was one of the things with the party. I really wanted to try to get things people had not tried before. Like for instance, I would bring back zombie dust after I had tried it for the first time, yeah. and people, most of the people here hadn't had it. Now Thank you, the Lord, we can get it now. Yeah, now you can get it now. But um, and that's one of the things we can at, at our the store we can deliver zombie dust now too. But it's I like that just being able to introduce people to things that he may, might not have tried before. You were talking about uh, going to California. I, I, you posted a picture on Instagram. Is that where the Pliny came from? It is, yep. So we w- we basically flew out to Seattle. That's Se- not nothing. No, no. <laughs> I mean- we flew out to Seattle and then made our way down, drove all the way down to San Francisco. And we specifically stayed in Santa Rosa to be able to go to Russian River. And I was trying to figure out how much can I bring back. Um, I got those like jet blue bags that have like the the padding and yeah. a, and so I brought I was able to bring back twelve because that was the only number of bags I had. But I also brought back some beers from Great Notion in Portland, um, and just I tried to get as much stuff uh, as many beers out there that I could try because I, I tend to have a little bit of beer ADD. Like I I don't like to drink the same thing all the time. I like to try new stuff um, as much drink, as I can. Why would you drink the same thing twice? I mean. I, I, seriously, I, and, and look, right now, drinking this Cloud 19, I've had it a bunch. It's really good. I love it. But 
you know, living in Michigan, and that's one of the questions I have, and I'll just go to it right now. Does being here make this job easier? Look, craft beer is everywhere. I lived in Arizona for 10 years. Whether you're in Sedona or Phoenix or Tucson or, or I mean, Yuma. Excellent beer in Yuma. Wild. It's everywhere, right? But here in Michigan, there's 500 breweries. You've got this store, like, off the wagon. Does being where we are right now in this time make it easier for you to do what you do? Absolutely. Because, and there's stuff that coming in all the time that I've, I haven't heard of. Right. Just, that just happened right now. Right. I'm just trying this Lone Gem. I've never never had it before. I've had a bunch of stuff from Brew Detroit, and this is one that I've never had before. But it, not even just the actual beers, but, like, for instance, the Rake Beer Project. We just got some beer in there, and I'd never heard of it, never had it before. So it's just it's it's amazing if you're not focused on it and if it's not part of your everyday life. It you miss a lot of stuff. The only thing cooler than Rake is that that's the beer themselves. That that's his real name. <laughs> that's still that's still, um, you know. And one of the things I was reading your the website, and you know, in my head it was kind of like. Uh, Schwann's man, right? Like, you know, this week, here's what we have. I'm ordering your comfort this week. But then I noticed the, what you could do it that way. I could do it that way. But you had it more like a, it's like ordering pizza. Maybe not as instant, but like, hey, uh, I've got 10 people here. We're watching the Lions game because here we are. Right. And, and, you know, we don't, when I was younger, it'd be like, all right, um, we're going to get a 30-pack. Nobody argue. We're drinking this. Now we don't have to do that anymore. So it, it, to me, it's it's I don't want to say more simple than that, but it's like it can be kind of on a whim. Right? Oh, absolutely, and and and, and we designed to be that way, right? That's absolutely, the- and it's one of those things where maybe you you've been at a party, uh, you're watching a game, and you run out of beer, and no one really wants to get in the car and oh drive my God, somewhere. That's the solver, right? No one really wants to go in, in, anywhere to get the beer, so then they call me, and I like I had the other night. Um, we were open usually during the uh, um, some days until ten, like on the weekends, and somebody called it or, or placed an order at nine thirty. And they were watching the Spartans. They were w- waiting for the Spartans game. And I said, yeah, we'll be over. And yeah. 15 minutes later, they had the beer. It, look, and I know it can't be this way. Maybe it is, actually. I, what do I know? I, nothing. Um, but this seems – it almost seems too easy. And I, there's got, But there's got to be – not a catch on my end, but on your end. Like, what's the hardest part of doing this? Is it just, like, the on-call availability? Because – I got to tell you, it all seems really simple, and I don't mean that negatively. Yeah, it's the licensing process. They the licensing is not easy process to go through. No, um, the you have to get a renew your license every year, which is not cheap. So it's an ongoing. It's thing. an ongoing thing. You have to do quarterly reports of everything that you deliver. So I have to, if I delivered um, to you tomorrow, I'd have to report in my upcoming quarterly report that I report I I, I delivered to Zach on this date. This is where I delivered it to. This is how much I delivered. And so every and, and I have to do that quarterly. My wife has a like a super fancy corporate job, thank God, and um, she has to do expense reports. And when she goes on a trip, if she if that Amex card comes out, it has to be noted what she's she can use it on whatever she wants, but she has to mark it down. She has to keep a list. It seems like you have to do that for everything. Right. It's like a rolling expense report. Right. And that's not to mention the insurance that comes along. Try to get some commercial auto insurance. It is not cheap, and it's every year. And there's, and I also have liquor liability insurance. Just right. so, so there's a lot of things that go into it. That, um, and then just trying to keep up with everything every week, trying to make sure that you know, yes, I have to be on call because so it's basically like nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of things that make it not as easy as you would think it would be. Right, and and again, to me, the 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 flexibility and and I'll be honest, 
one of the more difficult things in this situation is just the upfront expenditure. I mean, you talked about it. I've run into some situations in my life where I'm very thankful my dad was a lawyer because lawyers are expensive and the law is very confusing. But if you don't know that, you've got to come out the nose for it. It's expensive. And, right. and again, it's like when I go to a mechanic, they could tell me that there's a unicorn porking holes in my exhaust. I'd be like, all right, I don't know anything about cars. Right. So that, to me, as, as mundane as it may sound, and I know you don't think it's that, that kind of stuff is huge. Because it's not something you do once, like you said. You're going to have to keep knowing these things. Right. It's a process. Yep. And it seems like the, the legislatures like to change the laws all the time. Like, for instance, the to-go cocktails and things like that that change in 2020. So there's always little things that get tweaked yeah. here and there. Does that – what does that do for you? I mean, because you can – can you – I know it's not what you're offering, and we can get to this because I have another question about, like, how you grow. But now if I want – you know, we're in Detroit. If I want Sugar House, I can go there and get a can. Right. You know, and I can walk out with it. Uh, is that – how do you so then I'll just lead in. How do you want to grow? Like, what do you want? I mean, I, I'm assuming right now is it just you? It is as just far me. As just driving. It's and solely just me. I'm the marketer. I'm the driver. Well, then, so I have to ask about the company appreciation party. Was that your? Was that just your Oktoberfest? That, that was my Oktoberfest. Okay, 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 I okay. figured everybody else is doing staff appreciation parties. I'd have a staff appreciation party for myself. I and my staff love it. and my my wife. You know, obviously helps me out a lot yeah. too. So, well, what's that like? I mean, you know, you, you talked about walking away from. The, the job that you had, and it may have been stressful, it may have been taken away from you, but it was providing too. And so you, you take everybody that has done this, that's walked away from their IT job or whatever, law of practice, you take that risk. And I, I wonder what that feels like. So I was very fortunate, not just the timing of what I, when I um, decided to do a delivery business, but also the fact that my wife's a doctor and she was just, her practice was just starting to take off was getting very busy so you had a doctor and a lawyer and we have twin boys and trying to deal with How old? uh they're 13 now uh at the time they were 11 they were in sixth grade um, just trying to deal with middle school at the time everything's happening so everything is is kind of crazy and you know i was the one that had the ridiculous schedule for so long uh, and then my wife's schedule started getting really busy hmm. so fortunately we had we had sat down and talked about it and she's super supportive and just said hey if you need a break take a break. You know, we need somebody that is looking after the family a little bit more than either of us can do right, right. now with the job. So I was fortunate enough to be able to, to, to take some time off and then um, go along with the business. And her, unfortunately her practices is, is booming. So, so then, so then how do you, do you, okay, well then how about this question then? Cause sometimes I, cause I don't, I'm not a business person. I'm not an anything person. And I, I wonder, um, I, I always assume everybody wants to grow and not everybody does. And so do you want to grow this? I think so. I mean, it depends on, I don't want to just grow for the sake of growth right. um, because I like having the hand on the selection and things like that. Um, and I want to, I want to make sure that it grows um, in a way that makes sense. So when I talk about growth with brewers often, and again, I'm ignorant. So I think of growth, I think of like volume. I'm like, great. Now you can just churn it out. That's going to be awesome. And they're like, you know what? That's not what we want to do. If we're going to grow this business, it's going to be looking inward, not outward. We'll either hone the process, improve the ingredients. You can grow without showing physical expansion. Right. 
And so I wonder maybe if, if that's what you're talking about when it comes to growth. I'm not talking about all of a sudden you're going to have, you know, a DHL line of trucks in a parking lot somewhere. But, but the, so I wonder going down the road, how does it evolve then? Maybe grow isn't the right word. How does it evolve for you? What would you like to see it do? Well, I mean, we, we evolved a little bit during this past summer. Excellent. We um, had some, uh, we added a lot of hard seltzers just because it seemed like a lot of people may have, you know, you may enjoy craft beer, but maybe your spouse doesn't. I or like may- hard seltzers too, for what it's worth. And, and and a lot of the and we still have uh, hard seltzers from some of the um, the craft brewers, um, like for instance, like uh, Griffin Claw, Oddside, things like that. But I had, I had added in some like White Claw and, and Truly and things like that. Just I, we call them pool drinks. Yeah, in the summertime, it, look if you're coming, if, yeah, right. And it was really focused um, on the boat. It, it was really because we we belong to a pool in our area, and I figured, hey. Um, if people are at the pool and they, a lot of people sitting around the pool are not drinking a stout, they're not drinking a, a heavy IPA, or they're a beer, or beer, they're drinking a hard seltzer. Right. So um, that kind of um, those kind of things. I mean, I may end up. Uh, it's just trying to keep track of things. I know beer. I don't know um, like liquor and things like that. Like if I started adding bourbon or scotch or things like that, I don't know them as well. So it's more difficult for me to be able to say, these are the ones that I want to put on. I mean, obviously I know like Johnny Walker and things like that, but you know, more of the, you know, some of the people that really drink bourbon and scotch, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. And, Mm -hmm. and there's the store that I I partnership partner with. They have two other sister stores, um, one called Red Wagon and the other one called Red Wagon Shop. And they do different things. They have more liquor, uh, more wine and things like those that. Great, I've been to both of those. Yeah. Those are great spots. Yeah, so they um, they have that expertise. That's not kind of my expertise, yeah. and you know, so if it if I will go out of my way to help people, like for instance, um, I've had people that have said, "Hey, I want to do a, a gift basket for my dad, and he likes a bunch of different That's beers." Awesome. So I'll go out and do. I'll put together a bunch of singles. I'll send a picture to the customer and say, "Hey, this is what I think. This is how much it is." Do you like it? Do you want me to swap things out? So I'll do stuff like that, and that allows me to kind of do things like that. Uh, but to try to um, – I don't put a lot of singles on the website just because it's so hard to keep track of the singles. Yeah, and plus I, I do feel like with singles – because I love buying singles, but I don't want you to bring them to me. I want to look at them. Right. right? That's one of those yep. things where you want to not necessarily touch them, but it's you spin the label around. I live in Ferndale. go to Holiday. Mm-hmm. And at the end, right, they have all the, and you know, I could just sit there for an hour and like going. It's like my mom at the library, right? And so, and that's because that's interesting. I didn't think about the notion of using it for more than just delivery. Like it's a delivery, but you're delivering me a gift, right? Yep. So, and again, that's again when people talk about expansion, it's not always what you think it is. That's why I asked that question because it could be something else just like that. And you talked about bourbon. I wonder, and I don't know much about it either. Uh, I have a lot of friends that do. I wonder if even people would want that delivered. They love, especially those that are really into it, they love going. They love their store picks, right? They do, but sometimes it's one of those things where you have a buddy and you know that I think he's going to really like this bourbon. Yeah. And it's yeah. around the holidays or it's his birthday or retirement, whatever, and you don't want to have to go out to the store. You want to make it convenient. You just want to say, hey, congratulations, right. and here's your bottle. So, so again, that's why, and I'll stop beating the dead horse because I've asked this question about four times or just keep saying it, but that's why I love this because, again, I just thought, oh, beer delivery. And maybe that is what it is now, but it, it's, it's gift baskets. It's a party aid. It's, could you have it delivered to that pool you were talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Does it have to be like a... No, the license allows you to basically all I have to do is report where I either the 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 person who's the customer's home or their designated area, whatever whatever location it is. And the pool obviously has an address, so it would just be uh, I just have to record the pool pool's address. Yeah, see, I think that kind of stuff is is 
Uh, well, and then uh, one more here. I, I promise I'll be quiet. I'm always just so curious. How do you advertise? How do you, how do people know? I mean, I saw you on Instagram. Right. How do you, how does it, how do you get the word out? Because I mean, the, the the craft beer space is so clouded, and not in a bad way, but there's just so much going on. But you're offering something that's a little different. It's you're not one of the 500 and change breweries, or one of the I don't know how many there are hundred fabulous craft beer stores, bars, whatever. It's a little different, but at the same time, you know, there's no phone book anymore. I mean, so if I if I was like, I need a beer, how would I? So before this business, I really was not on social media at all. And this was kind of my, my introduction. Well, oh. I thought there a lot of social media is a lot of headache. I didn't need a lot of that the drama that came along with social media. So I figured the only thing I was on was LinkedIn because that's pretty much all right. lawyers are on LinkedIn. Right. So I had, to, I had to learn Facebook. I had to learn Instagram. I started with Instagram because I figured people want to see what they're potentially drinking. So I, I, I just started posting things about you know the, the stuff I'm drinking. And then so I've got social media that way. Um, the website, um, but also developing the Google, um, your your Google presence. Yeah. So when someone types in craft beer delivery service near me, I actually pop up as opposed to, and that's taken a while for me to actually pop up and not be the, the 50 millionth. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of things like that. Um, word of mouth. Um, talking to my friends, I had a lot of people that I talked to before I even started and said, Hey, what do you, what would you want in a delivery service? Right. Um, also putting stuff on my vehicle. Um, uh, uh, that's helped. I've, I've done door knockers. I've gone through neighborhoods and just put the, the door hangers on and things like that. So, cause you know, you know where your deliveries are going. Yes. More or less. I've got basically 13 communities, um, around the Birmingham area. Um, that's where my deliveries can go. I've had people ask like, Lud- I've, I'll get a, every once in a while, I'll get like Ludington and they're like, I want it ASAP. And I'm like, no, we don't deliver to Ludington. You got a helicopter? <laughs> exactly. Like, not- a four hour round trip. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And you talk about the, the presence on the internet or, or on Google. Did you have to do that organically? Because if not, that's not cheap either. To have no, somebody- it was it was organically. That um, I had a, a friend of mine help me with the website, and yeah. kind of, she was a web designer. Um, does it kind of like on on the side? Uh, but just learning that as well, just trying to you know update that, keep everything fresh, mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, it's all been. I haven't. Um, I mean, every once in a while, you'll try to like boost and uh, boost a Facebook sure. post, or um, but yeah, it's. I'm not paying like an outside marketer to um, to market my business. Big thanks to Hop Runner's Michael Groby. Check out Hop Runner at hop-runner.com. Also, big thanks to Dave Seacott for hosting Michael and I at Brew Detroit in Corktown. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything across the Metro Detroit craft beer landscape and beyond. Plus, you can always follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Zach E. Clark. Yes, Zach with an H. On Instagram at The Brew Manchu and TikTok at Brew Manchu to see what I'm up to.